Welcome to episode six of What Would You Do If? Today, the subject is, what would you do if someone came to you and said, entrepreneurship is a career choice? So one of your pets. <laughs> Where's that come from, the team? Yeah, came from the team that today, pal. So um, I know because we had a very drunk conversation about it on yes. the on the plane and then carried it on to the hotel in Dubai. We did. Um, at some point, that first podcast will get aired, aired as a as a funny piece. A blooper reel, maybe. Yeah, a blooper reel. Um, interesting, because we both had very different views on this, didn't we, when we were there? And then yeah. we kind of came, both came around to each other's way of thinking. So I think you can look at it in loads of different ways, can't you? But I think that whoever submitted this from the team, thanks very much. Um, thanks for the submission, as always, putting me on the spot. Um, but in this case, for me, it's something um, that I'm quite passionate about in the sense of I think a lot of younger generations these days are thinking getting and starting businesses is easier than it's ever been, more accessible than it's ever been. Which it is. Not, not debating that. Surviving is a different thing. Mm-hmm. So in the sense of um, starting a business is easier and therefore that makes you an entrepreneur. So I think there's, for me, there's a big difference between being self-employed and entrepreneurial. Um, and also, I guess that comes down to what the de- definition of an entrepreneur is to each and every individual in the, ro- in the room or, you know, everybody will have a different opinion on that. The definition of an entrepreneur is, um, I think if you were to Google it, it's along the lines of somebody who starts a business with and takes risk um, in a view to growing something and making profit. I think roughly along those lines, and you can, sure you can get various different definitions of it, but it's starting something, but taking risk, generating value, I guess. So I think, I think it's cool to be an entrepreneur now, isn't it? People see it as cool, don't they? That's, that's... I think people see the regimentated space of work, of working for somebody else and being a, uh, being a member of a team and being a, being a, a soldier as part of the, the, the wider army as not a desirable outcome. But, not everybody, but, but, but do you think that's why companies have had to change? I mean, I know we see a lot of companies out there change the way their workspace and their work now us being one, obviously we've got limited yeah. holidays, all that kind of stuff, yeah, yeah. to fall in line. I'm using inverted commas to Matt because uh, you can't see me. Inverted commas <laughs> fall in line with the... I think there's a need to cater for the younger generations and what they want and this demand generation because ultimately if you don't, if you don't adapt and evolve, is what I would say, you'll end up losing people and you won't attract and retain the right talent. I don't think that's necessarily got anything to do with the entrepreneurial spirit or entrepreneurial outlook on life. I think, for me, if people are going into life thinking I could be a a butcher, a baker, a candlestick maker, or an entrepreneur, that seems like a fourth category now, you can just be, you can be it. Um, for me, that doesn't sit well with me because an entrepreneur to me is a certain type of individual. And I get it, it comes back to it. What is an entrepreneur to you then? What, what, what? Um, an entrepreneur for me is a classic entrepreneur out that would be my father-in-law. So yeah. he started a packaging business from having one roll of sellotape on a table in front of him. And he's built that into a packaging business. And it's a great, it's a great business, uh, Bedford Packaging, name check there. But also it's a great um, testament to himself, I think, that you, you, can, you can do that. You can start something from scratch and build it. So your, your, your version of an entrepreneur is someone who's, would you not call him an, an inventor rather than an entrepreneur then? Because or, 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 no, there's that, a blurred line for me. entrepreneurial spirit in the classic definition is starting something in my mind. Okay. But then it's also, just to be clear, 
achieving something at the other end. Yeah. So for me, the best entrepreneurs I've worked with or been exposed to over the years are those that have took the risk to start something, had that vision mm. from the outset, but then have also realized value at the other end of it. Just starting something doesn't make you an entrepreneur. You could start something tomorrow and fail within a week. Does that mean you're an entrepreneur? So the, the definition of starting something alone, for me, doesn't work. See, see I, this is where I disagree with you a little bit yeah, because yeah. my version of an entrepreneur is... okay. Could be, could be. Yeah. Actually, there's very many versions of what I would class an entrepreneur. Sometimes, sure. and, and and in America, you would they would definitely, definitely say this is their version of entrepreneur. Okay. I don't mind if someone's failed two or three times. Yeah. And and then they've then the on the fourth occasion they've made it as a business. I'm smirking here, but go on. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, that's that, that was an entrepreneur who's. Who's failed, learned, failed, learned, failed. Which I think you end up with some of the best entrepreneurs of that who've yeah. been through that journey. But I also think. I also think these days people think that's part of the journey, that you've got to have three failed attempts before you become an entrepreneur. Yeah. That's not the case. There's certain yeah. people that will start a business and do really well from the outset. Does that make them a better or worse entrepreneur? Do you, do you gain character from those tough experiences you've been through? Potentially. I'm not debating that. I don't know. I mean, I'm lucky enough yet not to have been involved in anything that's failed massively. Mm. Um, that entrepreneurial spirit is, is, the, is, for me, in that example, is the ability to get back up, dust yourself off and go again. Because a lot of people, they'll fail at something and then fall away and decide that's not for them and go back into mm. kind of the um, mundanity or normality of work life, I guess. But the ability to dust yourself up and think, no, 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 I know what I'm doing here. I can go again. This all right. you, 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 know, you, don't, you don't fail, you learn. That kind of mentality. Yeah. Well, my, my, my thing is, though, about going back to your father-in-law, which are your version of an entrepreneur. See, I would say, yes, he was an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I think he's a good business person, okay. but what, my version of an entrepreneur is someone who can do it time and time and time again. So I think yeah. I think that we and listen. But time there's and time a, there's a lot of people I meet out but there. Time with, and time again, in the sense of what because they've failed or because no, they've gone to the next. No, level. my 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 thing is is when I look at people out there who've I've met many businessmen. I think how the bleep yeah. have you made that much money? You know, and I yeah. think because yeah. I, I I've generally met them and. I could think of a few, I won't name, 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 name them, but people have made a lot of money out of one product and then they've sold that product, for example, yeah. and they can't replicate that success. And so I you think, mean like a one-trick pony? Is yeah. Something that so an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur to me is, you know, Peter Jones, you yeah. know, like he, he is, for me, one of the people who goes, he replicates that success. Yeah. And not only replicates it for himself, can replicate it for other, other businesses, pass on his knowledge. I'll ask you a question on that one then. Right, okay. Do all entrepreneurs have the salesman ability? Yes. You, you work in sales? Yeah. Oh, you know, classically background in sales. But I mean, do, do you think yeah, all, no, you've all got entrepreneurs to, are great listen, salesmen? Listen, I, I, I make this statement on many occasions, and every single person, we're having this debate with the BGM boys who was sat with us today, mm -hmm. and Dave, who's the, the creative director for BGM, was sat with us, and... He's a salesperson. He has to be a salesperson. The, the guy in accounts has to be a salesperson. Yeah. You know, every person you touch in any business is a salesperson. It's just to, to what degree. But is that not a case of building a culture where everybody feels like they understand what they're processing that sales journey is? Of course. But the people just don't like it because it's a dirty word. But in order to be a good entrepreneur, you have to be great at negotiation or you have to learn to be good at negotiation. You have to spot 
opportunities and and, See, and I'd argue or surround yourself with people that are better than you at those areas yeah yeah because the self-awareness of an entrepreneur is but you still have to sell to those people to come and work for you though I agree I agree but I think the self-awareness of an, of an entrepreneur is one of the critical skills that they know when they're good they know when to go forward and they also know when to go back and surround themselves with talent but for me we be careful with this one, we don't go too far off piece, haven't we? But in the sense of that entrepreneurial question of do we, what was the question? Do we, what is it we a do, career what, choice? Is it a career choice? No. Is my take on it. I don't, I think it's, I think if you've I, got. And I think that's what the problem with society is. I think that people, not a pro, I don't want to call it a problem, but I think people now at university, not university, or leave school, we've really glorified entrepreneurship. But what it, and what, people don't see the, the, the hard. They see. They see. They see. Is that the, not the Instagram life? Is that no, not, no, it is is that not the false reality that social media creates these days? Because for me, in this kind of instance, you look at guys on Instagram who are selling jewelry, who are influencers, who are well, traveling around the world. Traveling around the world, of course they are. But then I've got friends that do it, and they're not traveling around the world. They're taking three thousand photos to get that one shot. They live quite a miserable life. Um, it's not. It's not the life it's painted out to be. So you've got, no. to, you've got to unpick the social media facade that it creates. But, so, but social media has made. They think entrepreneurship is accessible. They don't see the but it, hard it's, it's night be, it's pain. Be, it's being is being an influencer on social yeah. media being an entrepreneur. In 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 in, in an essence, you could say it is. No, that's a yeah. question. It's more about, I don't, is it these days? Is that, is that an entrepreneur? If it is, for me, my definition of an entrepreneur is wildly different today. No, no, today see, definition. an influencer is not an entrepreneur. An influencer, an influencer is a business person. Okay. Yeah, not that, an entrepreneur. Difference. But, well, they've started something. Well, no, they've just latched on to something, haven't okay. they? Okay. But, but, uh, that, okay, so see, this is my issue with entrepreneurship, as you know it is, in the sense yeah. of, so, am I an entrepreneur? No, not currently. I don't think I am. So in the sense, I agree with you, you know I agree with you, but in the sense of, so, but then arguably, I've taken a massive financial risk to buy yeah. a business, yeah. which could involve losing your house and losing everything that I, all my worldly wares. Mm. So you've taken a huge risk with a view to growing something and driving value which to you it. So basically in terms of the classic entrepreneurial definition, I've not started something, which we are doing by the way, because there's various other things launching at the minute. But for, with BDB particularly, Henry and Sue Dixon, who founded BDB, for me, are entrepreneurs. That's the, that's for me is that that's yeah. the difference. They've also they've gone through the full cycle and they've sold, started well, something, yeah, sold yeah, it, yeah. and exited the other side. But then my argument is, are they? Uh, because again, my 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 thing is, because could they my, do it again? Could they do it again? Well, uh, you know, Henry, you know, he's a great guy. He's trying to do it again with various other ventures, but. That's, and that's that's what I time will tell on that for well, what, I'm saying, what, what I'm saying is I think when you read all these books and you see all the gurus out there the only ones I, I really listen to is people who have repeated it time no but they're the guys that I respect and when we speak about business coaches and we speak about people who want to come and advise you about you I must get 20 to 30 approaches a day when we referenced it certainly in one of the other podcasts but Unless they've been there and done it, I have absolutely zero respect for them. But not many coaches have, have they, really? No, but I have zero respect for them. So if somebody wants to coach me who's started something, been through a journey, grown a business, worked with a team. They're non-execs, though, aren't they? Not coaches. Some are. Some of the worst non-execs have never been there, but they've got a a reputation for offering opinions. But it's more of a, you know, I'll keep coming back to this one, but the question of, is it a career path? It, It could be for some people. But it's a certain type of individual. No, but I, I think entrepreneurs are formed. I think that you, 
I don't know if they are. It's funny this, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I could do this all day with you. I don't, I don't know if they are. I think for me, the entrepreneurial, you've got a spirit. There's something in you, that 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 drive and that, that passion and that absolute um, raw emotion of wanting to do something or a drive to achieve something. So do you not think an entrepreneur, if I picked, I don't know, um, a yoga teacher, let's, let's, let's call it a yoga teacher. I was, right. I'm just picking one out of the air. Yoga teacher who... Um, left uni, been in a job for a while at a media agency, for example. Yeah. Decides that she wants to follow up something that she loves, which is a passion as yoga yeah, teacher, and yeah, then yeah. starts yeah. a yeah. a okay. yoga a yoga clothing brand, which then goes goes global. Okay. Well, yoga teacher, I'd go self employed. Yeah, self employed. That's not an entrepreneur. No, self self employed. No, there's a then huge difference. Yeah. a huge confusion yeah. between people. I think of being self employed mm-hmm. or an entrepreneur. Yeah. So working for yourself is not an entrepreneur. No, that's self employed. Having a limited company doesn't mean you're an entrepreneur either. Doesn't mean you. None of that does. So being a yoga teacher in its entirety, um, massive respect for somebody doing it and going out on their own and doing something and working for themselves and driving their own worth and that kind of perfect. But that's self employed. An entrepreneur would be somebody that starts franchising a yoga outfit, building a brand behind it, building Got a clothing it. brand behind it, building an empire that grows with that yoga offering. Yeah. And it goes from a class to an empire. Do so you, you think that entrepreneurs are born, not made? I think, I think there's something, I think if you were to, and this is it, this could go on forever on this one, but if you write that, if you were to profile all the, all the entrepreneurs in the world, so I could argue on this stuff. No, 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 I know what you're saying, but I, 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 I disagree with myself as I'm saying it. There are certain qualities, and we can go on to what they are in a minute, but certain qualities that where, where there's a significant amount of overlap, but I don't think that involves having a tough upbringing, having no. a bad start no. to life, having... No. And, and for some it does, and it gives them a great story to tell, and that's, that's a great application of storytelling, but in the sense of that isn't, that isn't a, a quality that's required, no. And then there's also another there's another bank of society beyond the social media groups and the, and the Instagram influencers of kids, perhaps that are born into money and maybe trust fund kids. They still have to make more money though, don't they? But failure, arguably to some of these people, isn't isn't as as hurtful. Crucial, yeah. So when somebody's out there on the breadline when they fail and they're at, and they lose their house and they're on the street, that's that entrepreneurial story that you hear of like rags to riches turning things around and, 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 and driving wealth into something. Mm. But the, the kids of today, if they're coming out of school and thinking entrepreneur, sorry, entrepreneurship is a career path and they can be an entrepreneur when they leave school, well, how much cash do you need behind you? What's the working capital profile of your business? How are you going to fund your stock if there's stock in there? How are you going to get your brand out there? It's all required money. So when people are talking about side hustles at the minute and all these phrases that we hear in various other podcasts, Side hustles are great, but you've got to fund it with something. So if you quit your job, what's what's funding that business? Unless you've, unless you've worked out a business model that, that prints money. See, it's funny because when you watch um, certain podcasts, Gary, Gary Vee being one, which I, 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 I love Gary Vee and hate him in the, in the, same, in the same breath because I do, when I listen to him, I, I'm like, I, I, get, I, get, I get where you're coming from because the, I watched one the other day and this is purely about entrepreneurship and, yeah. and about the garage sales about going out there seeking opportunities and buying and selling on it. He oh, would yeah, class okay. that as entrepreneurial. Well, but, it, but it probably isn't where you worked out how to monetize something and make money out of something that is relatively low brow, arguably. Mm. But it, it's a talk, I can, I can yeah, but going, going, back, going back to your point a minute ago, I would 
having having read well not read listened to audiobooks of some of the top performing people in the world and uh, it's, it's funny because i was watching a um youtube video and again i would really recommend these guys called london real guy called brian rose top top guy interviews some of the most high performance people in the world brilliant brilliant series um and he said something the other day and i thought that really resonated with me i said it to you the other day there is no, and I posted it on my on my social media on my Instagram saying there's no such thing as high performance people, whether mm-hmm. sports stars, entrepreneurs, yeah. just high performance habits. And I think and I think you I think regardless, I don't think you are born an entrepreneur or you're born, I, I, okay. Think things can influence you through your life. A yeah. lot of entrepreneur entrepreneurship or being an entrepreneur is taking risks. People, whether it's their upbringing, their in, yeah. inherent character, I don't know what it is. Some people are more risk averse than mm. others. That is a that is a fact. That is a fact. Going. So I don't know going, what influences that. Yeah. Whether that's your upbringing, whether that's your education. Whether well, it's your, your parents, children. isn't it? Your parents. You, you, so Could going. Be. So I'm going back to the high performance habits. You're not as a parent. This is a really interesting subject, and it is about entrepreneurship. As a parent, we're not taught to make high performing high performing sports stars or high performing people. So you actually parents are the ones who hold you back. Yeah. Your parents, your peer group, are the ones who hold you back. Going back to the Dan Pena's thing of show me your friends or I'll show you your future. Yeah. And because the, your friends and your family are the ones that drag you down and tell you you can't do the things that you're going to Whereas do. Whereas they're flipping that, when we were looking at buying BDB and doing the management buyout on it, it was probably my friends that encouraged me to do it. But your friends are no, no, high positions, so show me your friends or well, I'll show you your future. They're also quite a few of them are, what, again, what I would call classic entrepreneurs. Yeah. So a lot of them are the guys who I respect who started something, sold something, and come out the other side of it and were saying to me, just get on with it. Just get what on with it. What are you worried about? Well, that goes, well, that, well there's never a, true, but... never a truer thing to show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Well, no, 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 it's, it's very, very, very true. But the fact that those guys are saying to me, what, what are you waiting for? What are you worried about? Yeah. All right, you might fail. All right. But what, what I'm saying is if you had that? a different set of friends and your parents weren't risk averse. Yeah. You, My parents probably are quite risk averse. Yeah, yeah. So they, they, you know, they couldn't understand why I left a very safe world of accountancy and corporate finance where you're earning great money. But it just wasn't what I wanted to do. So that comes back to there's something in me that wanted to do more. Yeah. You're earning good money in, 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 the, in the world you worked in, but it wasn't enough for me. And when it comes down to what it was, it's because I wanted to build and grow and have my own ship, I guess, in a way. Because having been a consultant for a while as well. Are you an entrepreneur? No. No? But you, you run your own business. You have your own side hustles. I have my own side hustles, I do. Well, uh, I mean, is that, no, that do, you, I, do you know what? When I was... I would say that at times in my life I've been entrepreneurial and like my mum still runs an eBay business that I started yep. when I was I think 30 and I was I was earning really good money I was doing like before mobile before you could refurb mobile phones all your refurb mobile phones went to China and when I'd done a bit of traveling I'd travel back through China and met a contact yep. and he was like oh you can buy all the refurb mobile phones off me you know and I, then I used Buy all the refurb phones, sell them on eBay, right. and I used to make five to ten grand a month. It was like very average. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it was amazing. I mean, about fifteen years too late. Yeah, I'm of sure course. his story started at twelve. Yeah. Or but, yeah. but um, and then the tax ban caught me off. As <laughs> <laughs> they always do. And then I was like, do you know what? I think for me, what it was, I didn't like it. I know this is going to sound really strange, and probably people are laughing. I say this, but. 
I just used to sit in my boxes with a cup of tea, like nobody needs that visual. No, 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 no visual. But I did. Out. I used to sit at home, and I used to have, I used to have a really nice penthouse in in Manchester City Centre before the, the, before, the before the crash, humble bag, and um, it, and my friends will know it was a beautiful apartment at Liverpool Road, and I used to get so lonely because I'm I'm such a social person. Yeah. I'm not one, you know, when we talk about um, flexible working and again entrepreneurship, I always see sometimes as a bit of a lonely place. I'm terrible in my own company. Yeah. But and I'm good in my own company now. I'm awful. I wasn't, at, awful. The, wasn't at the time. <laughs> but I just I like being around people. So yeah. even though I was earning an absolute fortune. Well, that's that gregarious nature, which again probably leads to being a great salesman, probably ultimately, in mm. the sense of your, your your role going on now. Well, again, with that full circle again, it is entrepreneurship a career path? No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't see how it can be, and I think we are. I don't, well, I don't want to stop it. I, well, I, I think no, I don't. That's not, not calling somebody's spirit. No, but when people come up to you and go, "How do I start a business?" Um, what do I need to start a business? I don't know. What's your idea? Like, what is, it, is it fundable? Is it backable? Do you have any cash behind you? Have you worked hard to build a cash deposit fund that you know will last you the first six months of trading? It's not as simple as. I'm going to be an entrepreneur this week, or I'm going to leave school at 16 and become an entrepreneur. Sadly, life doesn't it doesn't work like that. Un- no. Unless you come out of school with an absolute killer idea, and people do, you know, and they, and they know how to turn that into something, or use their network or their contacts to help them evolve an idea. But I just think there's too many people these days thinking it's it's it's. I think it's a, I think it's the, the the what I would what I always say the entrepreneurial thing is it's kind of the footballer syndrome. If you leave in school and you have a killer diet, amazing. You know, there's a lot of kids who leave school with the dream of being a footballer. I think it's not 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 point one to make it to be an England yep. uh, England player and a Premier yeah, League yeah. player, which is the odds are stacked against you. And the odds are stacked against you starting a new business. Fifty percent of new businesses fail, etc., etc. I could give you stats after stats. My point is, and I think this is where I do really agree with Gary Vee on on a lot of things is and side hustles, I know they're called side hustles, but I would genuinely go and get a, a, a job or an internship. Do you worth saying what a side hustle is for anybody that doesn't Yeah, so a side hustle is like if you're kind of working two jobs, that's all it really is, or you, 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 you like I, I, I'm working this job, but then I'm selling, you're doing something sell, selling your eBay, yeah, yeah, selling yeah. on eBay. So if you, again, this is where entrepreneurship really does come in, is like, if you want it enough, the thing is I say to, a lot of people, I'm in a, in a big network of people, and people come to me and say, well, how can I get more leads? How can I get more money? And it's, it is really boils down to how, how, how much do you want it? So if you want it enough, you will do that job in a pub at night and do the two jobs. You yeah. will sell, sell stuff on eBay. You will do the things that Gary V tells you to do, which is go to yard sales, and you will build up a pot of money to be able to deliver but that. For, but for me, I think a lot of people don't get it. Work is my... I, my hobby, I, I love yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, you love it because you do something that you like. But again, I, you know, you did accounting for how many years, and I know you still, I know you still enjoyed it. But no, I loved it. it. I learned some of the, I learned from some of the best. You get the, the accountancy side for me was an education. I saw some of the best entrepreneurs, and it actually put I saw you, some terrible yeah, entrepreneurs. But it's put you in in. A, but that's a really good example, though. Is has you been having an accounting background put you in better stead for owning an agency? Absolutely. Absolutely, but it made me. When you go into accountancy, it's all about risk. How do you manage risk? How do you reduce? Will you manage risk here? No, I, yeah, no, I do. No, I do. I do. Of course, I do. Yeah, but you I manage think, risk better than most. The but, thing is, you manage risk better than most agencies. That's probably one of the things that delayed me making the decision to start something because in the back of your mind, all the time you've got 
risk, 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 and how do you mitigate no, you, against that? How do you prevent it? No, you have you still have that you still have that side to you, which um, has actually gone away a little bit since I've come. Up <laughs> is that um, yeah, procrastination is is is, no, is, kill, I, is a killer. I, I don't and, think and, I procrastinate. And, uh, I don't think I procrastinate. I think I take considered risks. Yeah. I don't. I don't just dive off a cliff. No, no. I'll have a look over the edge first and yeah. see whether it will land on something soft. Yeah. And that that's the best way I can describe my mentality at the minute is that. So I'll, I will never be the person that just leaps. And if no. I makes it, would just run and leap. Yeah, I would. No, well, you probably would be. You probably break your head, wouldn't you? Mm. Half the time. So that's that's what's more entertaining about it. So in the sense of yeah, I'll have a look over the edge. But if it looks alright, I'll have a go. Of course mm. I will. But it's a it's a considered risk. Yeah, you are not. You know, I, but I a classic t- entrepreneur again is somebody that goes wild and just goes for things and they fail and they fall. But do over they though? Do they? Do they like? That's the thing. Is I'd like, say that's a poor entrepreneur. Yeah, that's why they fail two or three times <laughs> and then realise. That's what I don't. That's why like, I've always struggled with that analogy. That's what I mean. Look, I, I, I think that my advice to anyone who's sixteen, fourteen, you know, twelve. If you, I've seen business people start business at twelve, like. I think my advice to you is that do something. If you're going to leave, if you're, if you're listening to this, and I don't know if you are, you're in a business, no matter what age you are, I always think, I always say this, whether you're 16 or you're 50 or you're 60, start a business at any, any age you want, but make sure that you have good people around you. Yeah, but I think that, 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 that specifically, great people around you. But if you think you've got an idea, then bounce it off people yeah, confidentially. Yeah. Don't go, if you think it's a really good idea, you're not going to find out about you. In your trusted network, mm. find people who you respect and ask their opinion on the subject. Yeah. And, and you know, people will be quite, I'd be quite quick to tell somebody, I don't think that's got legs. But if you do, you, you run with it. Sometimes you can't see what they can see. But you, you, you've got to ask people. You can't jump out of education or jump out of a paid role. Yeah. But I, say, I, I used to see it in recruitment all the time. And some of my friends I know who do listen to this podcast will resonate with this big time. When I was in recruitment, um, quite an easy business to replicate. I, I, and again, I'm using inverted commas, easy business to replicate. It, it wasn't an easy business to replicate. The, the, the thing is, you owned your own desk. So technically you could... It's not an easy business to replicate well. No. That's what I would say. And that's, I what, think, and that's why recruiters rent through staff. It's why they come and go. It's why. But what I'm saying is a lot of who, the ones who are successful who are billing three, four hundred grand a year yeah. and then go, well... Why am I paying that to the well? You don't realise the overheads. You know, they do think owning a business is the most simplest thing in the world. It's the single-handed hardest thing I've ever done, and I love it. But yeah. I love it, and it's going really well, and we're doing well with it. But it's really hard, and that's and that's and that's taking somebody's business that's been established for twenty-eight years and growing it. Mm. That isn't even from the kickoff point. So we'll, we'll have some fun with some of our startup things and see what it's like from the kickoff and the startup point of view soon. But that's what I'm excited about. Well, but even though when we when we start the new venture, yeah, arguably, yeah, arguably, I mean, we are obviously starting yeah, as, yeah. as a startup, but we're not. We still got a support of a group behind. We have still got a support. My 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 point is, we still got a support of a network. We still we we all, we already know. It, I don't it think should I, be that for me. For me, that's not a limiting factor. That's because we worked tirelessly. For, no, 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 no. We worked tirelessly for twenty plus years now to build our networks yeah. with a conscious a conscious decision to invest in that mm. and all the nights out you do and all the networking you do and all the events you go to and all the people you meet and all the business cards you collect, that the fact that we diligently profile them all and know exactly who's within our network and who we can reach out to and who we can't mm. is probably our greatest asset. That's my greatest asset. My greatest asset. It's my greatest asset out of everything. So that, that isn't luck. That isn't no, 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 what I'm saying that's, is that's that's a, what I'm not saying it's luck. What I'm saying is arguably now we're, we're in a, an amazing position to be able to start. It, 
it's different that when if you were starting like when you were twenty. No, a sixteen, you, a sixteen yeah. with no network. Yeah. It's well, tough, got, tough. Uh, tough. And who do you trust and who do you not trust? Yeah. And it takes a lot of time to build that kind of trust in those in those relationships. But I, I, I guess, are, are we wrapping up? Yeah, we're going to wrap up I in guess, a minute. We're going to wrap up in a minute. I just think, for me, it comes back to the three core qualities of, have you started something? Have you grown something? And have you successfully sold something? If you get those three things, boxes ticked, in my mind, being able to do it again and again and again, then you're a really seasoned and you know, a really good entrepreneur. But if you if you if you've started, grown, and exited successfully, for me that that is a that is the definition of an entrepreneur. Mm. So I don't think you could ever call yourself an entrepreneur until, until, you've, until you've ticked those boxes. Yeah, mine is. I know we're we're, we're we're finished now because again, going back to my points before, if you're thinking about starting a business, thinking about whatever idea it is, is look. Everything, honestly, everything will come back down to good habits. If you have good habits, you will, you will succeed. You will achieve your goals. You can write as many goals as you want and many business targets you want. But if you don't have good habits, you will, you will fail. End of end of chat. Um, good debate. Enjoyed that one. Enjoyed it. And um, please subscribe if you can, um, and also leave some comments for us. It's again, if you can. Comment on what future issues you want me and Matt to cover on what would you do if. It'd be great to have some suggestions from people who are listening. Um, and if you could, again, leave us some comments so we, we know what you, if you've liked it, not liked it. Absolutely brilliant. See you soon. Thanks very much.